Right, so we're back. We're back. We are back, and it's late, hence why I'm kind of whispering. We've done a show today and uh, some close-up magic, so we've had a, a busy day of loading in, doing tech runs, sorting out lights, getting props and illusions in. Uh, then we did an hour of magic for the crowd before the show, then a full theatre show, and we're now back in the hotel room. And uh, this hotel room is very Venetian, Tash, isn't it? Yeah, it's got a little... Cherubs. Cher- I can never say that word. Talking of not saying words, let's just cover this very quickly now. Yeah. Last week I couldn't say a word. Oh. So in this section that I like to call good housekeeping, mm-hmm. where we go back over the things from last week, the word that I was trying and failing to say was synchronicity. Oh, well done. Thanks very much. So synchronicity. That's a good word. And I had it in my mind, but I couldn't remember the sync bit at the start. So I was saying synchronicity, but... Now I know it and I've remembered it. Synchronicity. So anyway, Tash, uh, let's learn a little bit more about you. Okay. Uh, Tell us some facts. Like, what do I want to know? I want to know what your star sign is. And I'd also like to know where you're born. And I'd like to know your favourite food, please. Okay. So I'm a Leo, the lion, because my birthday is in August. I was born in Scotland, so I was Scottish. But I don't have the accent now. Oh, that was a bit Irish. Because um, I'm from County Durham. So I moved from Scotland when I was little to County Durham. But there is a video of you when you're about seven that your yeah. mum loves to show me whenever I go around to your house. Christmas. And you are the most Scottish... I've never heard such a strong, deep Scottish accent. You sound a bit like Mrs Doubtfire <laughs> with a cold. It's like this. I got a wee doll's house. Yeah, that's what that's genuinely your accent, isn't I know, it? Yeah. And then when you go back to Newcastle and you're with your friends or County <laughs> Durham, you go like Why I? Yeah, it goes to like Biker Grove <laughs> but a little bit drunk. It's biker, a bit slurry. Biker, biker Grove. Yeah, so you're a lady of many accents. Yeah, I am. And then when you're on the phone, at the minute yeah. we're currently looking at mortgages and houses and all kinds of serious stuff. And your on-the-phone voice <laughs> is very different to your normal voice. Let's role-play it. Okay. But do your actual voice. Don't put it on for this. Oh, it's really hard. So this is Tasha's actual, normal phone voice. So, ring, 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 ring. Hello. Oh, hello. Um, I'm phoning about your house. Okay. <laughs> I mean, not the greatest <laughs> conversation. Great, it? But you get the idea. She's got a very posh Phone it's voice. R- and I don't say it. I say eight. Yeah, that word wasn't Tash eating food. That was her referring to the number that comes after seven. Um, eat and eight and yet. And eat. Eat. Meat. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, every day is a learning day with Tash. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's do some more housekeeping. We said last week that we were going to talk about... Um, an illusion that went wrong, oh. and that's going to be our first segment and or section. But before we get there, is there anything that you want to mention that's happened in the week? Uh, just to let everybody at home know, we're probably and potentially going to do two podcasts a week. We enjoyed doing the first one. It was a fun thing for us to do, and we thought that one a week, half an hour a week, isn't a lot of content. So we're going to do at least two. And double whammy. Double whammy. And if we go somewhere exciting and or fun... And we have a story to tell. We might throw in some extra oh, ones yeah. as well. So we'll guarantee 
two a week and we'll work out a schedule and a slotted allotted time for them then there'll probably be other ones that we throw in along the way as well as yeah some youtube and video content it's all going on yeah so if we're in a fun location like we're going to the caribbean in a couple of weeks and then miami in three weeks etc if we go to locations that look or are interesting we might do some live podcasts where you get audio but you can also see what we're doing as well. There's bound to be many a story, especially if we go back to the Caribbean. We might see that man again. I'll tell the story. Oh, of the man? Yeah. <gasps> I think they would like to hear it. So, we went to the Caribbean, and we went to a hotel, that's where we were getting picked up from, and there was this man outside, and he was trying to take our luggage, but he was wearing no shoes, bless him, and he was clearly just taking our luggage, just stealing it from us. Yes, we was waiting for the car to pick us up to take us to the ship and we're having a chat and having a coffee and we look behind us and there's a man that's probably about four (laughs) metres away from us with dreadlocks, no shoes, just happily, casually, slowly walking down the street, all methodically like, not a care in the world. Then our driver comes, we get our bags back and then what happens inside the car tash? So inside the car, this lady was really, really lovely and she apologised for what had just happened. And we were like, don't worry, it's not your fault. And she said, oh, he's a really, really lovely man. Um, he used to be a really, really lovely man, should I say. And they went to school together. But one day he did, he did something nasty, didn't he? Apparently so, yeah. He didn't tell us what, but he did something really, really nasty and broke the law. And ever since he did that nasty thing, he's been cursed. Yep. So there is this cursed man walking around the Caribbean with no shoes on, no dreadlocks, and apparently he used to be a chef, and he was really, really handsome, but now, since he's been cursed, his teeth have fallen out. Mm, I mean, all of this is hearsay. (laughs) I mean, we don't have any evidence of him being cursed. But guys, every time we go... He might have been a coke addict. Oh, he could have been just a homeless man. No, I think he's cursed, really. Because mm, I... every time we go back to the Caribbean, without mm. fail, mm-hmm. no matter what part of the Caribbean we're this in... This is weird. We see him. We've seen him three times. In three, three different locations. And different years as well. Yeah, and it's, that, that word was years, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Years? Years? That's quite posh, isn't it? No, not at all. That's, oh. not, even, that's not the word. Years. I mean, yeah, and uh, yeah. Add a Y to ears. Years. You're not a cowgirl. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully we'll see this guy again. So and let's if you just, do. I mean, spoiler alert. Yeah. He's not cursed. What? Yeah, definitely not. He's just a drug addict who lives in the Caribbean and steals luggage and has made a story about drug addict John. Our mission is to find out whether he's. Should we get him on the podcast? Oh. <gasps> Now that would be good. Yeah. So that is the story. Um, while we're on stories, I mean, this has gone well off tangent. Um, while we're on the stories of things happening and things getting taken, mm-hmm. now might be a good time to tell the story of Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Yeah. Uh, there was no pleasure on that beach that day, was there? No pleasure at all. So I'll tell the story in a very fast and speedy way we'd got back from the caribbean not on the same trip as meeting the cursed man who's definitely not cursed but um, he is crackhead john um so we get back to england and for some reason we had a corporate or some kind of gig in and around blackpool so we went and did our gig in the evening got a hotel 
and we in the morning decided that we'd go to the Blackpool Circus. So I love the circus. I'm a circus fanatic. We'll get onto that another day in another podcast. But um, love the circus. So anywhere in the world that I get a chance to go and see it. One day, Tash, we'll have to talk about Las Vegas. Oh yeah. And we'll get to that another day. But stay in our hotel. We've got a bag with us that we've had from the cruise. And the following day, we're about to get on another cruise to go to another job. So we're sitting on the bench outside the Blackpool Tower. And we're watching, was it the wedding? It was the royal wedding. Yeah. Yes. So we've got my phone and we're eating a Greg's, as you do. <laughs> we were really, we thought it would be really romantic. Get a Greg's cup of tea, a Greg's pasty, sit and watch the royal wedding. Yeah, I mean, romance isn't dead, folks. <laughs> and then, so we're watching that and it's all happening. I'm having a lovely sausage bacon and cheese melt. Ooh. They're my favourites. And then a lady comes over screaming. And she goes, oh, guys, guys, is that your bag? And basically what happened was we'd put, or Tasha had put, her backpack that she always wears, like a little Dora the Explorer bag, yeah. in between our legs. And it was probably about an inch from both of our legs, directly in the middle of us, yeah. on the floor, and we were leaning over it. And a man had come by on a bike, not slowed down and or stopped, grabbed the bag and gone down the strip, down that mile in Blackpool. So I couldn't chase him because he was gone. Oh, like, he was long gone. Yeah. So then we had the realisation of, oh my God, the bag's gone. Then these things kind of slowly dawned on us over the next 20 minutes. The fact that in the bag was both our passports and we had to get on a cruise ship the next day. Yeah. Both our phones, my wallet. Now, I had a very nice, very expensive wallet. Yeah, you did at that time. Um, And that went... The money and cards and credit cards inside the wallet had gone and it was mental, wasn't it? Luckily, yeah. so luckily, in my pocket, for some unbeknownst reason, I had the van keys. So at least we managed to get to the airport. We had to go and rebuy all the stuff, do a 24-hour <laughs> passport thing, delay the flights. Uh, we got on the ship in another port and it was mad, wasn't it? It was crazy. One of the worst days. Yeah, not a good day, but we still went to the circus. Yeah, we still went to the circus, you know. We still managed to watch the Royal Wedding. It was fine. I mean, we end. didn't manage to watch all the Royal Wedding because the bit when our phone got stolen kind of <laughs> ruined that a bit. So, yeah, yeah, we should probably say that we'd put our phone back in the bag after the Royal oh, Wedding. Yeah, sorry. And we were looking at the comedy pavement stones that are outside the tower. There's loads of different sayings. And we were reading them to each other. Yeah. And that was the point where the bag got stolen. But he must have been such a professional because he was so smooth. We didn't feel that the bag had gone. We didn't even notice that he'd just cycled past us. Maybe he's working for Crackhead Jack from the, um, Caribbean. the Caribbean. Right, so let's move on to our our first proper segment. That was a very long intro. It was. Very long open. Um, okay, so what what's the official name for this? I'm trying to flick through our notes. Okay, I've noticed. Have you noticed? Yeah. We are going to get some jingles for these. That's going to happen very, very soon. But this is a little section and or segment where we like to talk about something that over the last seven days we've noticed either about each other or about things that have happened around us. Things that haven't necessarily annoyed us, but things that we wonder if the other person has seen. Okay. So you can go first. I'm going to have some water. Yeah. And uh, let us know. Have you noticed? I wonder if I've noticed. I wonder. I wonder, Matthew, have you noticed 
that we wear each other's socks. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm just about water everywhere. You've made a bit of a mess. You've had a week to think about that and you've gone with socks. <laughs> wow, It's actually starting to bother me. Slow news day. Yeah, so we're wearing each other's socks. You realise that this isn't the bit where we talk about what's annoyed us. That's later. Oh, yeah, I've just noticed. Okay, yep, yep. Um, we're just wearing each other's socks quite quite often. Okay. So I think my sock drawers become your sock drawers. But drawer. you wear my clothes every day. <laughs> like, literally three minutes before we started this podcast, you went, that top you're wearing, can I wear it? I just like to wear your clothes. Yeah. Sorry. So, um, the sock thing is kind of irrelevant when you're literally wearing my clothes now. Yeah. Okay, good. So, um, that's ridiculous. Uh, I've got one. Mm-hmm. So, is that the end of yours? Yeah, yeah. I'll just wear your socks. <laughs> that's literally what you've... It's just something I've noticed. Okay. So, um, great. I've noticed that we'll drive. We drive a lot here, a there, lot. and everywhere. Miles. And what normally happens is I do the daytime driving. No, sorry. I did the daytime today, but that's not normally how it works. No. Tash does the daytime and I do the nighttime because I'm a night owl. So I'm up till three or four or five every morning. Tash will do the daytime. She'll sleep in the evening and make it all cosy and comfy in the bed in the van. So, Natasha Lamb, I've noticed that when I'm driving, yeah. I put on my podcast <laughs> and I just listen, don't I? Have a lovely listen. And you'll watch a series and you'll have your coffee. You'll put your feet up with my socks on. You'll be having my jumper around your neck. You'll have my T-shirt on. Normally my tracksuit bottoms. And you're having a lovely time. And I'll just leave you to it. Yeah. But today, annoying, it was a bit weird actually. Because I... We swapped, didn't we? You did the last 40 minutes. Yeah. And in those 40 minutes, you stopped me seven times. Because I was watching my wrestling... Because I love wrestling. And uh, seven times you stopped me to either put Jess Glynn on or sort shit out that I didn't want to do. Or maybe just look out the window to see the cars. Or look at the sat-nav to see how far away we are. But you don't just ask me. You go, babe, 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 babe. And you'll tap me. And it really actually pisses. This should be in the next section. Um, And I'll pause it thinking, oh, baby, are you okay? And you go, yeah, it's raining. Or whatever it may be. So I've noticed that, and I'd really appreciate it if you stopped it. Oh, yeah, because the water was too far away for me to do, wasn't it? Well, that's another thing. Let's just say that now as well. <laughs> it's not even on my list. I should have put it on the list. Tash is obsessed with water, loves it far too much. She probably drinks. I get so thirsty. Tash once had a goldfish, and she stroked it, and it died. Um, that's a different story for a different day. <laughs> but she loves water. So she drinks litres and litres and litres of water. Our yeah. van looks like we're going around <laughs> selling water. I mean, if the show go tits up, we'll start a water <laughs> shop. There's enough in there. And that leaves empty bottles, and that's annoying because they get everywhere. I but, do recycle. Yeah, you do. Yeah, brilliant. And the water bottles go in the side of the door, the passenger side of the door, very far away from the driver. And rather than putting <laughs> it on the seat next to her, Tash will just go, babe, babe, I'll stop the video, and she'll go, the water, can you just pass me it? She'll have a bit of water, I'll undo the lid, put the lid back on, then she'll tap me again, babe, babe, can you just put that in the door? And then this little cycle will go on for... I just like it being in its place, you yeah. know? 
really annoying. Well, as you've wound me up already, <laughs> let's go on to uh, what's annoyed you this week. What, what's that annoyed you? No, that, that, was not... that was, I've noticed. Oh, right. Have you noticed? I've noticed that, yeah. So I'm just going to do the, the little jingle that I've made. Okay, Now, um, so what's annoyed you this week? Mm, okay. We'll work on that. Yeah, can we practice that? Yeah, so you can start. Oh, what's annoyed me? I don't mean to start, I've got loads. Um, Alright, so what's annoyed me this week is actually quite a lot of things. Uh, the first one is, I'll just do one actually today, I'll say, say you've annoyed me a lot this week actually, yeah, this wasn't hard for me to think about. Um, we had our van MOT'd, didn't we? Service. Service, yeah, that yeah. cost far too much. But we did that and it went past, congratulations. Well done. Good work. Olaf. Yeah, Olaf the van. Uh, Weird that you told that on the podcast, but that is the name of our van. Yeah, our van is called Olaf. Yeah, it and is. And he is lovely. Yes, she is. He... Now, yeah. Um, and when they MOT'd it, I mean, we paid like 400 quid, so good, but they cleaned it, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Clean, beautiful and clean. Mm, lovely. Well, mm. we parked the van in the airport parking and it wasn't clean anymore. We was in Venice for four days and we got back. It was dirty. And what's annoyed me is you've probably mentioned that van being dirty i'm not exaggerating 30 times isn't it annoying though not even a little bit no but we dropped it off at the car park really really clean sparkling in the muddy car park all the other cars in the rain and the storm no i could not Mm. see any mud and Mm -hmm. somehow we go and pick up our van and it's literally brown and it's meant to be white (laughs) No, it's really <laughs> annoying. Yeah, so rather than go in, say what we'll do, we'll get our van washed. Should we? Well, probably, yeah, because you keep moaning about it. So why don't you just do it? <laughs> why don't you get up a little bit earlier? Yeah. Make me a coffee before you go. Oh. <laughs> and then go get the van washed. Yeah. Get one of those smelly little things, you know, one of the little oh, jelly ones. Yeah. What are they called? Jelly beans. Yeah. I think. Uh, get one of them, put it on the thing, come back, go for some breakfast, van sorted. Okay, well, listeners at home will see how long it takes to get the van clean. Definitely, we'll keep you updated. I'm going to write a note in uh, the little bit at the start where we do the intro for the show. I'll let you know if the van has or hasn't been cleaned. And if that's not a reason to come back and listen to the podcast, I don't know what is. Mm. Uh, Tash? Yes? What's annoyed you this week? Well, this is a bit awkward because you seem to have been really annoyed by me this week. I've had lots. I'm saving um, stuff. You haven't really annoyed me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, so there's nothing. I mean, something you should have gone first, me. shouldn't you? Yeah, but yeah. you haven't annoyed me. All right. But maybe you've annoyed me now because of how much I've annoyed you. Yeah. Anyways, the thing that's annoyed me this week is when people say to me, "Oh, you won't be able to eat all that on my plate." <laughs> So I need to give a bit of context for this. So sometimes when we do a show, um, our audience have a lovely three-course meal before the show. And sometimes we join them and have a lovely meal too. And I am little, yes, I'm small, but I can eat a lot. Honest to God, she loves her food. I do. I love my food. So I got... I just help myself to a lot of food. And yes, And my, a lot of courses. Yeah, and my plate is very full, correct. But when people say, 
Oh, you won't be able to eat all that. Sorry, but I'm a little bit offended. Of course I can eat all that. Are you kidding? Not even a challenge. I could eat two plates of this. Probably three. And they're like... And a dessert. And then you get in and eat a big bag of crisps and a chocolate croissant. Yeah, and we do have a short to do. Correct. And yes, I will disappear. But they're questioning the fact that my belly is going to get so full and so big that I'm not going to be able to disappear. Oh, you always disappear. Exactly. Magic. Yeah. And I mean, we had to go to Tesco's after the show tonight so you could buy some random food. Cookies. Cookies and milk. Cookies and milk. Uh, I'm looking at them now over there on that desk and I'm thinking, Perfect. I really want them in my life. Yeah. yeah. I might have to go and grab one in a minute. Mm. So that annoys you. So if you see Tash out and about, don't say to her, listen, can you eat all that? Yeah, don't say I that I promise you can. We play man versus food when we go places and she can eat like a horse. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> Brilliant. I love chicken dinner. Mm. Uh, what's your favourite food while we're here? Oh, my favourite food is probably pasta bolognese. Mm, oh, yeah, we make a good Italian, don't we? Yeah. I love Italian food, but I love Italian pasta when they cook it, because they cook it properly. Yeah. A little bit hard. I want it in for like three minutes, not for like 33 minutes. No, the fresh pasta. Yeah, and also Italians only cook with like four or five ingredients because mm. the simplicity of the palate, and I enjoy that a lot. But it's not my favourite food, thanks for asking. What's yours? Chicken korma. You already knew that. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to move on to our other segment. We've got a few of them today, mm-hmm. which is something that's gone wrong on stage. Oh, yeah. Um. Now, I've just realised I've been talking all night since about three o'clock. So, and it's now like three in the morning. So I might have a bit of a husky voice. That's so fine. if you're listening to this thinking Matt's doing a Santa impression, I'm just it's a bit a... talking for a long time. Didn't you dress up as Santa once? Uh, yeah, I did, actually, quite a few <laughs> times. So, uh, once I did a show, and I was, sat, I mean, I was Santa's friend, unbelievable, and I was dressed up as Santa, and I was in a snow dome, right? A big inflatable dome thing. And guess what happened, Tash? What? Big queue of kids. Yeah. It deflated. <gasps> so the whole thing went down. No. Yeah, genuinely. What did you do? Went out of Santa, took them to another building, did meet and greet. Was Santa okay? Santa was alright. It was a bit annoyed because I only made it dinner half an hour. I was in there for like three hours. Do you know what? Uh, let me tell you one more story. Oh, yeah. I was once a uh, Danger Mouse, right? On wow. The, yeah, Danger Mouse Theatre Tour. He's cool. Yeah, he was cool until there was a fire evacuation. I stand in the middle of a car park with a thousand people dressed as Danger Mouse looking like a dickhead. Not, and the annoying thing was, right? So... The Danger Mouse head sat on my head. Mm. So I was looking down, right? Yeah. So it wasn't a full face. It was half a face, but it sat on my head. So the audience from stage couldn't see me looking down. But I was looking down. But that's different when you're in a car park and kids looking up at you (laughs) and pointing at you and trying to talk to you as if you're a person when you're dressed as a mouse. Oh, awkward, right? Bear orcs. Do you know what, Matthew? What, Ash? I think I have a new name for our podcast. Go on. Not a normal life. Yeah. That's what it should be called. I mean, that is a good name for it. Yeah. Maybe we'll call it that from it's now on. It's not normal, is it? So, let's go to lots of things have happened on stage. Mm-hmm. Because we do about 250 shows a year. Yes, at um, least. And that's not including two show days. So that's separate individual days. So over those days, things are bound to go wrong. And the most recent one was in Panto. Now, before we tell you this story, it's important to say that it was nobody's fault and everybody was incredible and they looked after me amazingly well. But we 
obviously the pantomime at Christmas and we was in Aladdin at De Montfort Hall that holds just under 1,500 people and it was press day so the first day of the very first show and it was packed it was sold out and it obviously was opening wasn't it opening day yeah so some of the press are there the bosses are there all the head people everybody's there so um, we've rehearsed it, but we've rehearsed it in a place called The Curve. Now, The Curve is an incredible theatre. It's gorgeous. It is beautiful, and it's in Leicester, and we rehearsed it there. So we go, we've got a few days on the stage at the Montford, and you have the curtains, the cloths that come in. So all the cloths are on tracks. So the front cloth is on track one, and they get progressively further back and up the stage as they go back. So what happened was, in a nutshell, is I'm doing my opening scene, which is about 10 minutes in, and the fourth cloth back is meant to be on stage. So I'm with Wishy, and I'm talking, he's my brother in the show, uh, the incredible Paul Berlin from Britain's Got Talent, and we're doing our thing, and we're chatting, and the wrong cloth had come in. Now this was nobody's fault, the fourth cloth back had got snagged, so the correct thing to do is to cover it so the audience don't see, never show the workings. So the front cloth comes in, and this is my fault. It's not a blame game, I'm just telling you what happened. So I didn't notice the cloth had come in, the front cloth, the very first cloth. So this cuts my exit from about a metre to half a foot. Now I sprint off stage, so I say bye Wishy, and Jasmine Tash is there as well, and I run. There's a big proscenium arch which is the border that goes round the stage, and it's jagged. It's made out of wood, and it's all painted to look like this big palace. And as I run, I smash, and I'm not exaggerating. I've got a video, and it sounds like a gunshot's gone off, and you hear 1,500 people go, <gasps> I ran, and the sharp edge of the proscenium arch, a corner of one of the marble pillars, I smashed, and I mean smashed, my face and I into this and just to give you sort of context of where it is it's in my tear ducts so and it's below it as well but when I went to the hospital I got rushed to the hospital I'll get to that in a second but they said if it was a millimeter one millimeter higher it would have popped my eyeball oh disgusting yeah so now I've got a scar in the tear duct it took out all my bottom eyelashes and it also cut underneath my eye but my tear duct dropped about two-thirds of a centimetre and my whole eye you could see the red muscle behind oh, and bits of my cheek. It was really horrible wasn't it? Yeah so I dropped onto the floor momentarily I don't remember any of this then I stood up and I remember the man who was backstage going I've got Aladdin on the floor and there's blood everywhere and I was bleeding a lot. I ran backstage and cleaned my face, tried to get some LX tape which is electrical tape <laughs> and tried to tape up my face. That was never gonna work. And then some lady was pouring water into my eye or some jelly liquid and I was determined to go back on. I wasn't allowed due to health and safety and they thought I could have potential concussion. So the show Which got... you did, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. potentially. Um, the show got stopped and the stage manager went out and did an announcement. The crowd cheered and they were all lovely. I got rushed into hospital and they wanted to stitch my eye. Now, I said they couldn't stitch it because I had to be back for the five o'clock show and I was determined not to miss it. I've never missed a show um, and I wasn't going to start then. So they glued my eye just to hold it into place. Um, I got rushed back. Luckily, Sam Bailey was in the show, X Factor winner. She knew the people at the hospital. I got rushed in, got rushed back. And I've just got to say, 
the company that we worked for were phenomenal. I say worked for, we work for them. Um, Imagine Theatre, they are phenomenal. Everybody was incredible. They looked after us amazingly well. And uh, I can't fault anybody in the team. They were ridiculously good. We went back and I was doing a song with Tash. And in the middle of a song, blood was rolling down her cheek. How did you feel Yeah, about you that? were crying blood. Yeah, unintentionally. The glue had opened up and blood was pouring out of my face. Bearing in mind, I do not do well at all with blood. Like, this sight of blood, just one little drop, makes me feel so sick. Oh, so I just could not look at you no. at all. And I came off stage being all dramatic and dizzy and, oh, it was horrible. Yeah, and in this show we have to do the flying carpet and the illusions and there was, it was crazy. It's quite intense. Yeah, next day we went back to the hospital and uh, we got it all stitched up to where it is now and the show went on and that's that. Uh, the eye has still got some stitches in now. They haven't all dissolved. There's a no. little lump because yeah. the skin had rolled back and... It will heal itself and it'll be fine. Yeah. But I was very lucky. The team were incredible. Everyone looked after me. So anybody who was there that day, thank you so much for helping me and supporting me. When I came thank back, you. the whole cast were on stage, got a big round of applause. The audience that had left, a lot of them were waiting in the car park for me. And um, everyone was very kind. So that's one of the things that's gone wrong. And there'll be many more. Uh, that was very long. But we'll do much shorter ones from now on. But that was a big thing. And now it's all solved and sorted. So that's But it ticked. hasn't dissolved. Wee. Alright, so look, we have come to our final section of the show. What's that? And it's called Life's Big Question. <gasps> dum dum dum. So last week the question was all about um nature or nurture. And oh, do yeah. we change as a person by nature or nurture? And we discussed that and we spoke about it and we've mentioned it in the week to each other. And maybe these topics will spur other people to have the same conversations, which is yeah, nice. Yeah, that would be good. So today, and I'm going to let you talk first because I've spoke for the last five minutes. Yeah. But, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to get the details of the story correct. Okay. Um. So, Tash, mm-hmm. what is art? What is art? Now, just to let you know, Tash had no idea of that question Till she just heard me read it just then. Yeah, that was the first time. Um, I really struggle with these big, big questions because my brain just goes, wow. And it opens so many doors and I do not know the answer. Art. Surely art can be anything. Isn't art something like a chair? You can make a chair upside down on a ceiling in a frame a piece of art. But is it art? Yeah. Have you heard of Tracy Emming? No. So Tracy Emming is a female artist who does things like a bed that's got a condom on yeah. and a lit cigarette or like a toilet seat that's got graffiti on. Yeah, I think I've seen some of this. Is that art? So what? Is she saying that like a pube in a frame could be art? Right, listen, I never said a pube in a frame. <laughs> Are you mental? <laughs> Isn't that what she's getting to? No. Where did that come from? You said toilet. Yeah, but I did. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. This toilet's not in a frame. Oh. It's just in the middle of a room. What? Yeah. So it's like conceptual art. So it's anything mm. can be something if you view it in a certain way. So, for example, you could smash a glass on the floor. Yes. And you could put a little name tag saying broken in pieces or my life shattered. 
and somebody would right. go and watch it and view it and go, hmm, I see what the artist is trying to do here. No, that's brilliant. Is it brilliant? Of course, if you've got a reason and there's a metaphor behind it, I'm all in for it, defos. Seriously? Yeah. The only thing I don't understand is just because probably I don't get it, maybe I need to research a bit more, is paintings that look like someone's just flicked some paint on it. Right, but then surely, sorry, I moved away from the uh, phone. Uh, surely that is the same, if not more artistic, because a flick of paint could, the colour and the position and the placement of the paint could tell a better story than a cigarette in an ashtray. But that's just look, a flick of paint. Someone's put that cigarette in that ashtray, and how? What is the story behind that? Yeah, but then is it your imagination which is the art? Are you the art? Is your ability to be able to think and match and mix what's happened here, is that the artistic thing, or is what's in front of you the art? Wow. I do not know. I, well, I, I would be really interested to hear everybody else's opinions, and if you're listening to this and you have the answer, please tweet us, because I don't know the answer. Surely everything is art. So have you heard of Damien Hurst? Nope. Right, so Damien Hurst did a thing where he put a shark in formaldehyde. Now, formaldehyde is a liquid that will stop the shark from decomposing. Yes. So imagine a massive tank, mm -hmm. and in the middle of a tank is a shark. What, dead? Yes, dead. Oh, okay. But is that art? That is just a dead chili. But is it art? Because well, if you go and look at it, and you observe it, and you... And you make, it makes you think about that item or object or thing or animal or person in a certain way. That's surely the same no, as an ashtray. No, I don't think ashtray. that's art because that's a poor animal that just wants to be laid to rest. I mean, that's not... Okay, that's a different debate for a different day. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, let's imagine that the animal didn't want to be laid to rest and okay. given a little ceremony and a Did funeral. Did he want to be a model? Oh, yeah. Model he, shark. He signed the contract to say, look, oh. when I'm gone, put me in a tank, come and look at me. That's good. But is that art? What was what was the title? Do you know? I'll find out for you, should I? Was it Baby Shark? <laughs> the physical impossibility of death in the mind of someone living. I mean, that can't be it. That's, that's far too long. What? Um, but yeah, it was in the Tate Modern and the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And it was a big steel glass structure, which in the middle of it was a shark. Oh, you know what? I'm kind of up for it. If it's in the Tate Modern... I mean, we're not going to buy it. We're not going to get it. It's not and... going to be in our front room. No, and do you know what? It will probably inspire people. So, I like wrestling figures. Oh, tell me about it. And I collect them mm. a lot, yeah. right? So, I that's a different thing for... That's probably going to come up on your annoying list at some point, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, I've definitely. got a counter-argument. But, but as you say to me, I've always got my boxes everywhere and they're getting a bit untidy. But that's art. It's not a mess, mate. But what's the difference of an unmade bed with a condom on and your frame cube? Because, love, she's putting that in a museum, isn't she? What? So I put my figures... that in a gallery. Okay, so I'll make my wrestling room into a wrestling museum. Yeah, if you can make it into a gallery, love, no problem. Right, so let's not get off the subject. We've got three more minutes to discuss it. What is art? So it is a baby crying art if it's viewed in a in a way where people try and understand the meaning and the logic behind it. I think it's probably just hungry. Is it? Okay, but try and see it more literal. 
Okay. Is is a bird singing art if, if it's put in a gallery? Is a human body, like the bodies expedition that we went to in Holland, yeah. is that art? Is a dead human body standing mm. up that you go and look at art? What makes it art? Well, I think that's not art because that's something that already exists. Exists. That's hard to say. But if so you So is a plant artistic then? Yeah, if you put a spin on it and you're creating that plant and putting it in something creative. So you're saying that art is something if it's viewed from a creative standpoint? Yeah. So if you look at anything in the world through a creative lens, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, if yeah. you can put a creative spin on it, yeah, that's, that's art. art. Yeah. We've absolutely nailed it, love. <laughs> on the head? Just that's it. That's art. Boom. No matter what it is, wherever it is. Yeah. As long as it's not hurting anybody. Yeah. And even if it is, I guess, if you look at it through a creative lens... It's art. It's art. Should we add that to Wikipedia? Honestly, that was like number three in the world's biggest questions. Whoa, we've, we've conquered it. absolutely smashed that in about four minutes. Well, yeah. that's art then. Tick, done that. I feel like running around and having right. a celebration. A celebratory lap. Yeah. All right. Uh, she didn't ask me, but I'm a Taurus, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where were you born? Oh, Northampton General Hospital. The lady called me a star and a weed in her face. Now, uh, that wow. is the... Yeah, yeah. So if you want to follow us, you can do. Uh, Natasha underscore on stage. Yes. I'm at Matthew Magician on Twitter. The Conjurer Live is our joint Facebook profile. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed the uh, podcast. We're still learning, obviously. We love a chat, but we're going to try and get everything nice and tight and consolidated. We don't want to edit. We don't want to be cutting bits out and stuff. So we're just going to chat. This is all real. All live. Uh, but yeah. Should we sign off? We're signing off. All right, so from me, Matthew Pomeroy. And me, Natasha Lamb. Thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to... What did you call the podcast again? What was the name? Not A Normal Life. Oh, yeah. So we look forward to you hearing Not A Normal Life next time. Bye.